Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland, fresh back from a trip to Connecticut to see my parents. Um, and this is Dimity in Denver, fresh off a good night's sleep. How's that? Oh, oh, very nice. Very nice. I spent the first half of my night sleeping in uh, first class on a United flight. Um, I know you throw that first class in my face a lot. Like, <laughs> you know, you throw it around a lot, but it feels in my face because I don't get first class. So <laughs> I get upgraded because I travel so much and I concentrate a lot of my travel on United. So well, yeah, but that's what I tried to do. I tried to do that um, with Frontier and then they became this like <laughs> bargain hunter airline that like got rid of all of its perks, which the only perk I wanted was more leg room. So then I switched to United, but I'm not at, I'm not the level that you're at. So. I know, I know. And, uh, I mean, I have to sit cattle call these days, which, you know, it's a first world problem. But, you know, when you're 6'4", it's a it's a big problem. I have to say it's terrible because um, on the way out there, all, I traveled with my three kids, um, Jack State here in Portland. And uh, on the way out there, we all got upgraded to first class. <laughs> and so then the kids started calling the rest of the plane second class. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's economy, <laughs> kids. It's economy. It's not, or coach. I'm like, it's not second class. <laughs> um, so, um, but we flew out of a, I want to share this little anecdote because it really delighted me. We uh, flew out of um, kind of a commuter airport called White Plains, New York. It's uh, quite close to the Connecticut border. So it's an easier airport to get to than one of the big New York City airports. So we're on a fairly small flight. It had, you know, just um, one row of one seat on one side of the plane and then two seats on the other. And I don't know, maybe 20 rows, maybe 25 rows. So anyway, so I was sitting with Daphne next to me. And then there was a um, woman seated across the aisle from us. And she looked over at me a couple times during the flight. And um but we didn't talk until we got off the flight. And then she turned and she said, you're Sarah Bowen Shea from another mother runner, aren't you? And I was like, stood up a little straighter. I'm like, why? Yes, I am. And she's like, I have listened to your podcast for years and I just love it. And I was like, Oh, that's, you know, I was so delighted. She was, she was so nice. She was like, I know you're with your family. I don't, I just wanted to say hi. I don't want to interrupt and impose. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm just curious. Did you recognize me from my face or from, from my voice? And she said both. And it was, and then I said, oh, was it when I yelled at Daphne? Stop talking to me. I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't our own. Um, but I was uh, about halfway through the flight. I started needle pointing and listening to, uh, I don't know what it was, maybe Mark Maron's interview with the president or something like that. And I was, I was trying to concentrate. So I was a little short tempered with Daphne and a little loud in my address to her. <laughs> That's so funny. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, so how was your trip to your parents? Was it, was it, um, all that? It was, it was, uh, it was really great. And just as you predicted, Dimity, while I was cooking dinner one evening, I had, um, a very organic conversation with my mother about, um, their situation. And, you know, she had already made it clear that they are not moving out of their house. Um, they are, you know, barring some true disaster, they are there, um, until it looks like my father will be will predecease my mother, so uh, that she is very open about the fact that if he predeceases her, she would then immediately sell the house and move into this um, senior living facility that's in downtown Stamford. And but that you know she started you know rattling off her reservations for why she would not want to go you know why moving with my dad is not the right thing to do, and that she just I think she really thinks that life at this 
facility that's a really, really nice place and has levels of care. And so it'd be very, I mean, they would definitely go into the independent living part of it. She just really has so many like firm convictions as to why she would hate that life. Sure. And, um, and also how daunting a move would be. And I, I can totally relate to that. I mean, I do not love the house that we live in. And Daphne, for some reason, I was like, Mom, do you love our house? Do you want to move? I'm like, I'd love to move, but I would, you know, I'd love to live in a different house, but I would hate to move. Oh, so. such a pain. Oh, <laughs> such a pain. Well, and your parents have been in that house for so long. I uh-huh. can't even imagine. Yes, 52 years. Yes. Yep, yep. Yep. My mom has done a great job of paring down stuff already. Oh, good. And um, so... Um, yes. So, and, and, um, silver lining was, she said, that sounds bad because of what I'm going to say, but she basically in so many words said, if, if my father passes soon, sooner rather than later, she would look into maybe, um, coming out and spending the winters in Portland. Oh, wow. That'd be great. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, so I, I, we saw Inside Out while we were there and I feel that a lot of, you know, um, not as a spoiler, but kind of, you know, one of the themes of that movie is how, um, happy memories can also be tinged with sadness and that they are still valid, important memories that, you know, shape us. And I felt through, that was kind of the theme of being out there that I was having a good time, but there was sadness in um you know touched all everything out there is touched with sadness oh, and of course. um so um but no my dad was really with it and my parents are, are boy if you think i'm an optimist i mean they whew, they really raised the bar <laughs> high on the optimism um and so like um my parents there was this girl they had this family friends when we were little and the family had a daughter the same age as me and my parents would always say that that the girl whose name is also sarah oh sarah is so much better this year and every year she was exactly the same or worse and so better my, meaning what her personality more annoying what? and more you know getting in my face and just yes yes personality wise and so but then when I talked to my parents on the phone or specifically when I talked to my mom on the phone before I would go out there my mom was like oh your dad is doing so much better your dad's doing so much better I thought yeah 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 you know it's just like that whole Sarah thing and uh oh no get out there dad's doing so much better and he you know the the rehab that he had while he was in the facility that um, I saw him at in March you know really has paid off and so he uh, can get around better on his walker and they are, they installed a new, they have two stairs that go down into this room where their recumbent bike is, which I put in a lot of miles on that recumbent bike while I was home oh, and I was, sweet. I was loving it. And, um, so they are going to get a, um, physical therapist into the house to try to make it so my dad can get down those two stairs and use the recumbent bike himself. And having faced what, um, obstacles that seemed insurmountable when I was only on one foot when I was on, in my cast, I can totally relate to how two stairs, a mere two stairs can be absolutely insurmountable. And that, so I hope my dad is able to get down those safely. Um, uh, my dad has kind of specializes in hitting his falling and hitting his head. So I'm a little worried about that, but, um, but no, overall it was really wonderful trip. I saw one of my best friends from high school, my best friend, Chalkley from Brooklyn brought her daughter out and they visited us for an afternoon. And, um, I made some very good meals and my mother is always so appreciative when I cook dinner. It's wonderful. So, um, Yeah. It sounds like you had a, a good trip on many levels then, huh? Oh, most certainly, most certainly. And then culminated with uh, having drinks on the final evening with about a group of close to a dozen mother runners in my hometown, which was a lot of fun. And 
several of them are in our marathon challenge. And so it was just, uh, it's always great to put faces and tails with, um, you know, names that we see online and, and, um, have known over a couple of years. So it was a lot of fun to catch up with people. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. So today we are joined by Amanda Johnson. She's the marketing and events manager at Trigger Point Performance Therapy, which is one of our longtime partners. And Amanda is also a longtime group fitness instructor at Gold Gym in Austin. But before we start talking with Amanda, we're going to take a quick break. Welcome to the show, Amanda. We're pleased you could join us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So in, in our experience with TriggerPoint, we know the company describes its products as helping with therapeutic self-care. So, you know, how do you put this phrase into practical terms for other runners? Yeah, I mean, therapeutic self-care is a big, it's a big word with a big buzz topic. We talk more about empowerment and taking care of your body from the ground up. We see, you know, medical bills going up, doctor visits, and and everything that's happening within the political climate. And we want to empower individuals. We want to empower moms out there to be able to do this at home, take care of their body, and really just stay healthy with their tissue maintenance and tolerance and enable them to run and do what they love on a daily basis. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about the beginning of Trigger Point? Because I feel like it it came from a place of kind of trying to avoid, not avoid healthcare, but complement it, right? Yeah, there's a huge backstory with Trigger Point that's really empowering. Cassidy Phillips is our founder. Cassidy um, comes from a lot of big backgrounds, but mainly identified himself as an endurance athlete. He was a triathlete. He was an Ironman um, and, you know, did all those formats and found himself one day, woke up and developed fibromyalgia. I mean, he was debilitated and tried everything. He tried, um, you know, going to, you know, personal training and physical therapy and, and nothing was giving him the prolonged benefits, um, that he was looking for. And it was all so expensive and that medical doctors were super expensive. So he developed our first massage ball. Um, so he started selling those massage balls out of the trunk of his car at triathlons and realized, other people were dealing with the same issue and started the company really out of the back of his car. He graduated to an Airstream trailer, took his wife on the road and eventually settled his business in Austin where he's now has expanded the line to a lot of different therapy tools, including foam rollers and handheld devices as well. But it really all just started from a need for something that wasn't in the market at the time. Yeah. Do you have the Frankenstein ball still under glass in your offices or something? We actually have several versions of the Frankenstein ball. They are tie-dyed fabric with ridiculous, huge, large stitches, and they all are about an egg shape now. None of them are quite a round ball. They are lots of fun to look at. (laughs) In addition to making a Frankenstein ball, you guys also, I think, kind of coined a term like prehab instead of rehab. Can you tell us what the difference is between those two things and why that integrates um, so solidly into trigger points there, uh, your, your perspective. Prehab is something that we love. Um, everyone hates to recover. People hate it. It's a four letter word in most people's vocabularies. The idea that they have to recover from their run, they have to recover from their weight training. They have to recover. They hate it. Um, and really we see the benefit of preparing your body to outweigh the recovery because if you're constantly prepared, You really never have to recover. So if we utilize our programming and we utilize our products to prepare the body before 
you do your 5K, before you go out for your marathon, before you go do your weight training or go walk the kids or whatever your activity is for that day, you'll find that your recovery time is really minimized. So, so how much time per week are we talking about for rolling or for other types of prehab? I mean, sometimes it just, you know, particularly in the lives of mother runner, there's so many other things vying for our attention, you know, from an active standpoint, the running, the strength training, the core work, the stretching, the rolling, all that stuff, it can be daunting to fit it all in. So how much, how much time are we talking? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's an ideal time and then there's a realistic time. And I think mother runners definitely need the realistic time, right? Mm-hmm. We equate foam rolling or rolling out or self-myofascial release to brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth every day. You get the plaque off of your teeth. So when you go to the dentist, his job, her job is not nearly as terrible as it would if you weren't flossing and you weren't brushing. So if you can, you know, five minutes, it doesn't have to be a 20-minute hour-long dentist appointment every morning. It can be five minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night when you're catching up on your shows or catching up with your husband or checking in with your kids. It can be something really, really small. And I think the key is consistency. So even if we're not getting in a big rollout session, we're not rolling the full body, as long as we're getting in a small amount on a regular basis before we move, you're going to see the benefits. So go back for a minute to prehab. And um, I mean, so you, so ideally you're taking five minutes before a run or before an active, like a, a workout, whether you're strength training or whatever, and, and running or and rolling, excuse me. But I mean, I think, you know, um, I'll be honest, I've never done that. <laughs> I've had, I mean, it's funny because I've had a, I've had a coach that um, asked me to do that a long, long time ago. And I was like, are you kidding? Um, but I do roll, but I, I roll when I can, right? It's my realistic time. But I also kind of that it's prehab because by rolling, no matter kind of when it gets done, I feel like I am like, like being um, proactive and I think of that as injury and like, like letting my muscles, because I mean, talk a little bit about just what rolling does and why, why it is important. Rolling is important for a lot of different ways. And I think, Dimity, you're exactly correct. We really don't talk about recovery because even if you're rolling at night or after your exercise, you're still really preparing for the next day. So you rolling before yeah. you go to bed is, is better than, and if that's when you can fit it in, bef- 6 a.m. in the morning before your run is not going to be a realistic time for you. Absolutely, that's fine. And rolling really is meant to elongate tissue. It's meant to promote blood and oxygen. It's meant to get the body ready for that movement. Um, You can kind of think about your muscles and all of your tissue, which we call fascia, that's connected around your body. And by sitting and by running in repetitive movements, it gets bound up. It gets locked up. So we love the term unlock your body. We love being able to free the body of all of that bound up tissue that's kind of restricting your movement. And for us and for mother runners and for anyone else that really wants to be efficient in what they do because of their lack of time, if you can start your run feeling like you really had been running for one or two miles, that feeling of, of a little bit more looseness and freshness in your legs and after you get your stride going, if you can start your run that way, how more efficient would you be for that entire run? And I think that's really what we at Trigger Point equate rolling to be. It's that it's that creating that mobility in your muscles. 
So then, Amanda, what's the recommended way to roll? And because I think a lot of women think that, you know, they they look at a a grid or another type of foam roller and they they think, oh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And I have to, it has to hurt to be beneficial. And, um, you know, I I think you might have a different answer. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different topics out there. And a lot of people equate pain with it's working. And that's not true. I think there's a level of discomfort that is going to happen when you're new to foam rolling. And it's not necessarily discomfort as pain, it's discomfort and it's a new sensation. It's something you haven't felt before. But what I can tell you and I can guarantee is that over time, like anything else, it becomes so much more manageable. And that's, I think, a combination of your psychological side knowing what this feeling is and also your muscles becoming looser. They're becoming more malleable and they are adjusting to that foam roller. We see a lot of people who start with our our basic grid. It's our foam roller. And after you know a little bit of time of foam rolling, they progress. They progress to our firmer grid X or they progress to something we call a quad baller, which is almost like a rolling pin and it's much more aggressive. Um, but in terms of how you roll, I'm Trigger Point's got tons of programming. We've got tons of education to teach you how you can foam roll effectively, and we've developed those methods to help you. Um, but in, in, at the end of the day, there's not really a, a wrong way to do it. I think we like to start at the ground up. We like to start at your foundation, your Achilles. Without your Achilles, you couldn't do anything. You couldn't walk, you couldn't run, you couldn't pick up your kids, you couldn't bike. So we like to start there, and as we all know, where one pain is doesn't mean necessarily that's where the issue. So a lot of our bodies are connected and there's a lot of dysfunction throughout our body. And so by rolling from the ground up, you can kind of roll through any of those dysfunctions and address the different areas of the body. So maybe if you've got hip pain, it might be your glutes that you need to roll out. It might be your upper hamstrings that attach into your glutes. Um, so we've created a lot of resources for that. We've got a brand new online platform that we are launching in mid-July that includes a free grid foam rolling video series geared just for this. It's a very user-friendly, here's how you roll your calves, here's how you roll your glutes, here's how you roll your quads, here's how you roll your hamstrings tutorial to really empower people to take that programming and that methodology into their own home to do on their own time. Nice. So starting at the ground up, I know, um, I mean, I first got to um, engage with Cassidy back in 2007 when I was running the Nike Women's Marathon that started this whole party. We both were, but I was the one that had the stress fracture. <laughs> and um, and so he talked, uh, you know, I got the, the beginner kit. So I started, I started with the footballer and the massage ball and the foam block. And I mean, he drilled it into me that I had to release my calves. It was like calves, 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 inside of calves, outside of calves, up and down calves, down and up calves. I mean, it was like a Dr. Seuss book. And it is amazing how much just releasing that one part of your muscle, is that just because it's a running specific, it's such a running specific muscle, or is that kind of the the padlock to a lot of the rest of your tightness in your body? I love that, Dimini, the padlock. It oh, is. I know, it's I love that too. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah, we talk about it's it's your calf, your Achilles, your soleus. That's where all of your movement initiates. So yes, running, absolutely, in your gait and how you run. Um, but anything you do, any movement, um, walking, you know, anything that you're going to do is it initiates there from the Achilles. And so we always roll the Achilles first. And what you say, up and down, side to side, there's so much tissue that connects 
from your Achilles down through the bottom of your leg. So now we're talking about, or bottom of the foot. So now we're talking about plantar fasciitis, all that connective tissue that connects to the bottom of the foot. Or let's go up the leg and go from the calf up into your hamstrings, up into your quads. I mean, all of that connective tissue going up the leg as well. So by addressing the, the calf, you're really helping all of that other tissue to become more mobile. And so we have found through a lot of research and through a lot of experience that if you single most important part that we find for movement for, for rolling would be your calf. Um, and there's a lot of different products. Dimity, you mentioned the footballer and the baller block. Um, those we think are like the cream de la creme of, of products. Um, it provides a great amount of firmness to really kind of what we say, mash through the tissue. Um, but some people <laughs> might find that a little too that's intense. Not a, that's not a violent, that's kind of a violent verb, Amanda, mash through the tissue. That's right? not a real selling verb. Yeah, no. No, no, we don't like mash. mash the Unless it has to do with potatoes, <laughs> then no. <laughs> okay, we'll let's cradle it. We'll, we'll caress it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. If we like, you know. Um, Absolutely. That's fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, really, or if you'd like to caress your tissue, I think, you know, the foam roller is great for that. You know, we, the, the foam yeah, roller yeah. that we have, the grid is gridded literally in a way to emulate finger like pressure. So it has fingertips, it has kind of tubular sections that are similar to fingers, and then it has flat sections that are similar to a palm. And so by putting that on your calf, you're really emulating how a massage therapist's hand would function on your calf and massage. And so kind of providing that, that, that sensation there with maybe not having something as, as intense as the footballer. So you talked, you talked about using the, that you have that whole kind of, um, you have a whole arsenal of tools now at trigger point and there's a grid and then there's the grid X. And honestly, so the grid is orange. And the grid X is black, which means it's an evil demon because <laughs> I don't know who uses that thing. I mean, when you sent it to us, because I mean, what can you talk about the genesis of it and so, truly who the customer is for that? I gotta say, I like it. You like the, <laughs> do you like the black one? I do. I do. Cause sometimes wow. I feel the grid isn't intense enough. So, well, see, so with, if you're a calf, I mean, so if you're rolling out your calf, I like, I like having um, kind of the volume button with my other leg, right? So you can put your other leg on top mm -hmm. and roll and use your own body weight to kind of regulate how deep you want it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's maybe I'm just too sensitive, but tell me about, because I'm, I'm it's not the devil, but it, it is in my mind. So, but maybe not. <laughs> another for, not, maybe another not a selling right? word there, you know, <laughs> don't use mash. Don't use devil. Any other <laughs> advice you want us to give? <laughs> Yeah, the devil, you know, it's fine. I think, well, and I think it's a progression. So Sarah's progressed yeah. to the grid X, and we're not using progression in terms of, yay, congratulations, Sarah, she's done it, but just that her body now needs something a little firmer. So the grid X was yeah. literally yeah. made out of consumers saying, I want something that's firmer. Um, we had the grid. We had the grid in three different lengths to make it very travel friendly, but we didn't have something that was firmer. It was in foam. So the grid X, uh -huh. it's got a red core. So maybe that's where Dimity is seeing the devil um, in the red core. <laughs> But it's literally twice as firm. So that foam, it's it's made a different way. It's actually injected molded foam. So it's much more aggressive. I find personally, and I've heard this from a lot of other people, I will use the grid X on my back. I will never put the grid X on my lats. 
that to me is like the most painful thing ever. Other people, no problem, rolling out their lats on the grid X like it's no big deal. Everybody is different and I think that's why Trigger Point loves to create lots of different products because just because you're 80 years old and just starting foam rolling or you're 16 or you're a 35 mom, 35 year old mother of two doesn't mean that you can't use and benefit from rolling. So there's got to be products for everybody. And I think a lot of times we do see that progression. We see someone start with the orange grid and then a year down the road, they're like, man, I really need something different or I need something just for my calves that's firmer. And, you know, we've seen the industry trends. We've seen people use PVC pipe and lacrosse balls and those are all made for sports and Home Depot runs and (laughs) things like that. Um, We want massage tools that are, you know, have the idea of massage therapy in mind and they have some softness to it because at the end of the day, soft tissue doesn't really need something that firm. It really just needs the right kind of firmness in the right areas. Mm, the right kind. Well, now what are we talking about? The right kind of firmness in the right area. I was going to talk about balls and Right. I was going to talk a little, I mean, it's definitely come up on our, you know, TMI days where like, you know, women, you get into some pretty interesting positions trying to get, you know, the inside of your thigh and, you know, places mm-hmm. like that. And some husbands use that as like a chance to seduce their wives or something Absolutely. like that, you know, you, you have to, well, you have to use it with discretion places. depending upon the mood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You can get into some, I mean, to get into the, the hips and to get into the glutes, I mean, you've got to kind of become one with your foam roller and just um, be okay with that. Throw <laughs> yep, yep. discretion to the wind, right? Exactly. So, but you were also talking about um, the all different, the range of products. So tell us about some of the nifty new offerings, like the grid stick foam roller, which is uh, still in my bag uh, from my trip to see my parents that needs to be unpacked because I took it out there (laughs) to work on my calf and uh, the nano foot roller, which I think could spell relief for a lot of women who might have plantar fasciitis who are listening. Yeah. Uh, We decided last year that it was time for us to make some handheld products. We had... Um, great success with our grid. Uh, we sold our millionth grid last fall and saw kind of the way that they're universal and easy to clean and easy to take care of um, and developed really three new products, but two that are that are, I think, really making waves, especially within, you know, the running market and, and people who who kind of like to do a little bit more of the on the go. We have the grid, what we call the grid STK. Um, It's the first foam roller, handheld foam roller that we know of. So it kind of took the concept of a lot of the other sticks that are out there uh, and changed it up a bit. So we use the same foam that we have on our grid. It has two of what we call the distro density zones, which is basically the little knobby parts and the tubular parts of the grid on the foam part of the SDK. So we utilize that foam, that soft tissue, and then we created handles that aren't just a handle because nothing can just be one thing. Everything has to be like five things in trigger points world. The handles are great to hold on to if you need to, but also have a almost knuckle-like ridge on each side that you can use similar to how you'd use a a trigger point massage ball. You can dig that ball into any sort of trigger point or hot spot or sore tender area of the body, whether that be the calf or maybe the back of the neck or part of the forearm if you sit at your desk and type all day. So we've really found that 
by enabling people to get up off the floor, they don't have to use their body weight, they don't have to get down, they can do it in a chair, they can take it with them wherever they need to be, that that, that grid STK has done really, really well. Um, and we brought it into two different densities once again. So we have not only the orange, but we also have the black as well, which is a slightly firmer density foam. Um, for those that want something a little firmer. And that must um, look really badass because it already, my orange one already feels, look, looks like a billy club or something like that. <laughs> Everybody always asks me, can I bring this to, you know, can I carry this on at the airport? And oh, I say, yeah. No, just don't, you know, walk towards security with it like above your head, wailing it around. <laughs> or smacking it into the, your open palm, you know, yeah. the other hand. <laughs> But a good security device in case you do ever encounter any trouble, you know? Mm -hmm. Once again, two in one. We always got to be multitasking. Um, and then the other product that you mentioned, the, the Nano Foot Roller, was um, really designed because we didn't have anything that was specifically for the bottom of the foot. Yes, we have the footballer, which you use for your calf. And it does help relieve all the tension of the muscles that go underneath the foot. But something to roll directly on on the foot. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there that are dealing with plantar fasciitis and dealing with foot pain and heel pain and it's debilitating and the nano foot roller is a really simple product you can use while you're sitting at your desk while you're watching tv put it on the floor take your shoe off and it's you just meant to roll back and forth you can it's got all the same little knobs that are grid it's the same foam as our grid um and it's super travel friendly it's about you know five inches tall and two and a half inches in diameter. So it makes it really easy to pack and bring with you. Could fit in your purse. Been, um, my saving grace for my foot. I mean, I do it every night. I do do that every night. I promise you, I roll out both my feet. It is amazing how tight your feet get. Even if you don't have a foot injury, I mean, gosh, your arches, they're holding up a lot of weight and just mm -hmm. going over them a couple times and just stepping on that thing, mashing into that thing, as you might say. <laughs> mashing into that devil. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mashing into that devil. Yeah. Everyone wants to buy trigger point right now. No, no, I, I have to say, I mean, it just, it, it, you don't it, it, like until you touch those places, you don't realize how tight they are. So um, Amanda, you and this great master trainer, Brittany came to our retreat in Little Rock. And um, I mean, we were talking a little bit about TMI, but I mean, the groans coming out of that conference room where people were releasing their muscles that they didn't know were tight. It was, it was slightly pornographic. And <laughs> But, but the point is, is that it's because you have all these places that you don't know are so tight until you, until you touch them, right? Until you get in there and you're like, holy cow, look mm -hmm. at that, you know? There's so many of us, you know, there's such hot topic issues around plantar fasciitis and shin splints and a tight IT pan, but nobody really talks about a lot of the other areas of the body. And because you might be dealing with shin splints or you might be dealing with plantar fasciitis, that could be throwing your hip completely out of whack. That could be throwing, you know, your glutes could be overcompensating. Or what we oftentimes we see is small muscle groups are firing instead of the large muscle group and it's causing pain. And so sure, through, sure. you want to, you want to make sure. And I think there's a lot of times they talk about this in PT and things like that, but they want to, you want to do strength. And that's why what you guys do when you talk about strength training and what we talked about at the retreat and how that's such a viable and important part of your running is because you want to make sure that you're strengthening the large muscles so that they know when you hit out for a run, my glutes are going to do their job. My hips are going to do their job. And then by rolling, 
you allow your body to be in alignment so that now everything is hitting and and hitting where it needs to be as you move forward. And so, yeah, I mean, a lot of times we see people rolling and we we like to share with them, you know, don't just do your calves, like come on up and let's try a different, a new area of the body. And, and they're amazed at, you know, the bottom of the foot, how tight that can be. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you are on your feet all day long and we shove our feet into these crazy shoes and, you know, you know, it's it's really important that we take the time to to kind of release the tension as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm standing here in like four inch stilettos right now, so yeah. <laughs> and her top of her head is brushing the ceiling in her guest bedroom. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to work on my back and my feet later. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, thank you so much for joining us, Amanda. It was interesting to talk with you. Absolutely, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much. Take care. I mean, I'm kind of like drooling right now with the idea of, you know, rolling out my calves. I mean, I think that's where I'm headed next. I might have to, you know, change up my bedtime routine and go do my calves. Because I, I really always do my feet because mm-hmm. that's, you know, a number one priority right now. But um, I will say I'm not great about doing other parts of my body not because my mileage is pretty low and I'm not training for anything. But I really, I mean, there's the, there's something really delicious about it that, um, that has me drooling right now. Have oh, you been, have you been doing it, using it for your ankle? I have been. So now that I have the boot on, I'm able to take it off. And I have been using the STK on my calf and even on the top of my foot a little bit, because that's where I feel it's kind of locked somewhat. And I use it, yeah. um, you know, roll the bottom of my foot. And um, But listening to Amanda talk, I just think, okay, that's it. Once I'm back to running, I'm going to set my alarm like seven minutes earlier so I can roll a little bit before I run because I just remember how amazing and how unlocked, to borrow one of Amanda's terms, I felt when we did that session at the retreat. And just yeah. if, if I can't, because th- yeah. that's what I'm worried about is when I come back from this injury, it's like, oh, how much overcompensating are different parts of my body going to do? And, you know, your ankle. Yeah. And I really, it really resonated with her, with me when she, when Amanda said, you know, about, you know, telling those big muscles, hey, this is your job and you're the ones that are going to work. Don't try to make the little ones, you know, carry the load. Yeah. The old dead butt syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's that, but then there's also, I mean, the the phrase that resonated with me that she um, said was that you start a run, like feeling ready to run. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have that first warm up mile or two. So I think I will, um, I'll, I'll be our guinea pig, Sarah. Okay. I will get up um, a couple minutes early and give it a go. I mean, it's not something that I haven't contemplated, but you know, sometimes it's the best laid plans still are. Yeah. I don't know what the cliche is, but it's still, uh, yeah, I'm going to try it. I'm, okay. I'm going to try it. Okay, so, uh, you, so you, reset, you reset that alarm clock. Do not press snooze, and you 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 do I less will than not. Goes. You know what? I'll, I'll put it up. I'll put it up. Okay. Um, so maybe even on the day that this this podcast is going to be a week, uh, I'll put it on the day of the podcast. I'll put it up okay. on the day of the podcast. Okay. I'm going to do it. You do it. I will do, do it. it. <laughs> I will do it. Do it. Do it. Free help. Free help. Free help. So anyway, wow, I'm really excited. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, wait so before we go we gotta we gotta visit our foam rolling challenge corner today we'll call it the foam oh, dang it i should have i should have correlated our themes i'm kind of bummed i didn't we, we had a question about you know prehab oh, yeah. but we don't we have um a comment okay so this is coming from tamara or tamara i've known both so it's hard to know what do you think tamara or tamara I, it's, Probably tamara. I love that name but i always pause before i say it i think tamara yes 
Tamara. Tamara, she lived in Aquagon, Virginia. I know how to say Aquagon because I used to row there. Oh, look at that. I'm impressed. There once. I think, um, yeah, I think we went to spring break there once. That was a rocking time. Um, Okay, anyway, Tamara was excited to try the six-mile negative split run, which is an element that's on our marathon challenge. Um, So the, the way that the negative split runs is you run the first two miles slow, the next two miles a little bit faster, and then the last two miles fast but fast it's all relative you just kind of slowly put your foot on the gas right over this over six yes. miles yeah you slowly speed up in as two you mile progress. Mm-hmm. yeah um so she says my first mile was faster than i intended so it ended up being more of a challenge than i had intended but it was fun um so the reason why we picked this is because the negative split we want to talk a little bit about that but also that she said it was fun <laughs> <laughs> when you come off a six mile run and say wow that was really fun <laughs> Well, you know, it's so, the it's um, the digging deep and finding, you know, finding what you're capable of and and maybe the work yeah. itself isn't hard, but it's that that sense of accomplishment and that high afterwards that that colors well, it and makes it and fun. And it's kind of I agree. I agree with that. And I also think it's fun because um because it's something to think about. You're mm-hmm. not just going to run 6 miles, but you actually have to kind of figure out where your pace is and self-regulate mm-hmm. and uh, you know, obviously look at your GPS about 17,000 times if you're me, <laughs> but um but it is, there's something, there's an, there's an added element to it, which I always think makes the time go, and it is, it is fun. It makes it more interesting. So, um, so talk about how you, you know, but a negative split can, you know, so yes, this is an element in the training plan for the marathon. I'm not sure if it's in the 13.1 run race one, um, but it doesn't matter. You can bring it to any run um, mm-hmm. and it's an important skill to learn. So why don't you talk about it a little bit, Sarah? Well, so one reason I like it is because I always start off slower than I, even if my run, even if it's just go to an easy four mile run, my fourth mile will always be faster than my first mile just because I'm, I'm old and because I start off slowly because that's how, that's the way my body works and I need that time to warm up. So, so I don't have to think too hard about saying, oh, slow it down, slow it down. Don't go too fast because you have to speed up from here. So... It's the You're a negative splitter by nature, huh? Um, negative splitter negative by nature. Splitter I think I need nature. a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> 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 Sounds like I work at an atomic plant or something right next to Homer Simpson. Um, and uh, so for me, sort of, it's that if, if like with the six miles, if, if it's finding the, that middle gear, that third gear, um, you know, um, if it's a five, five gear car, um, because then the speeding up, but giving yourself room to speed up even more because what you don't want to do is like, oh, okay, great. I've been holding it to, you know, a 10. Now I'm going to knock it back to a 945. And then you look down and you're like, oops, I knocked it down to a 930. And now I have to get faster than that. And so you can yeah. kind of back yourself into a little bit of a corner, um, proverbially yeah, speaking. That's the hard part. Yeah. So yeah, when Tamara went first mile too fast and you're like, Oh. oh, I got to keep going down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just, it's a good skill to have. And because that's really ideally how you run a race. So if you're out, you know, for a three or four miler, just try it. Just try mm-hmm. to just, you know, slow, a little bit quicker, a little bit quicker, a little bit quicker. And that and that last mile isn't like you're sprinting, you know, like you're on the Olympic Oval. It's, yeah. you know, running at a very... Uh, a nice clip, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a tempo pace, but maybe not even as fast as a tempo pace, but mm-hmm. just something that was faster than the previous miles before it. Right. And, uh, I finally, uh, achieved a negative split when I qualified for Boston last fall. And I at times feel more proud about running a negative split in a marathon than I do about qualifying for Boston. 
So that's huge. That's yeah. huge. That's great. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Oh, thanks. Thanks. All I, right. I have to relive my glory hey. days. <laughs> you do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your ankle likes to hear about it. It didn't know because you've got a new ankle. Basically. Right, you know? right. Oh, wow. Qualified for Boston. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so our song this week is, um, is a tribute to my favorite band, the Avett brothers, um, because I'm going to go see them in concert, um, this weekend and I'm super excited. And so is this the, the song? Th- is- Wait, I have to ask, is this, I was thinking about this earlier. Yeah. Is this the third time you've seen them in concert? Um, I th- it's either the third or fourth. Becoming a little bit, I'm like, I used to give my stepdad a lot of uh, grief for seeing Neil Diamond like 8,000 <laughs> times. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm turning into my parents. Like, the only concert I like to go to is the Avid Brothers. Um, but um, I've seen them with, uh, with Joe. I think it's my third time. It's my third year. Yeah. So last year we went with two mother runners with Joe and Denise, um, who we talked about. <laughs> they happened to be with me in Duluth. So we're kind of a traveling uh, trio right now. Uh-huh. Um, I went last year with them. And then I also went with Grant one night and I'm doing the same thing this year. So I'm going twice double feature Avett brothers. So dim. Okay. So, you know, uh, you know, obviously there's deadheads, people who went traveled around following the grateful dead, you know, um, the fit the people who uh, follow fish um that type of thing so is there a term for people who follow the avid brothers <laughs> like sisters avid are you an are you an avid sister <laughs> i'm an avid sister yeah yeah no i'm not as crazy I, I i have a pilates instructor who goes to all three shows and like gets there at like one in the afternoon because um at red rocks um you can get general admission seats and mm-hmm. so you're like you know four or five rows off the very front of the stage. Um, there's not a bad seat at Red Rocks. That's part of the allure too. I don't know that I would see them as much if it, you weren't in this amazing setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she is, she is an Avid sister. I'm not sure what I am. I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'll just go, I'll just go to my grave happy knowing that my kids know all the lyrics to all their songs. <laughs> Cause I think they're really uh, meaningful songs. They're, they're very um, um, skilled lyricists. So so this song is Kick Drum Heart. Um, it's one of the peppier ones, so it's a good running song. And then the lyric that um, I love for running is, um, there's nothing like finding gold within the rocks hard and cold. I'm so surprised to find more. You know, I'm so surprised to find more. So I love that, like, you know, you're out in the middle of a run, hard, cold, and then I'm so surprised to find more. I'm so surprised to find more. <laughs> so it's, per- anyway, it's perfect for, for negative excited. split. So so well done, Dim, uh, coordinating the, thanks, the, thanks. the Challenge Corner comment with the music. Thanks. All right. Well, join us on Facebook at Run Like a Mother of the Book. We'd appreciate it if you'd like our page. Our websites are anothermotherrunner.com and motherrunnerstore.com. At the Mother Runner store, this is the final weekend. You can sign up to be part of our 10K or one of our half marathon Find Your Strong Challenges. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at the Mother Runner. Our books Run Like a Mother, Train Like a Mother, and Tales from Another Mother Runner are all available on Amazon.com or hopefully at your local retailer. And uh, whether you roll beforehand or not, many happy miles to you. Don't roll with the devil. (laughs) 